0: In the name of Jesus, amen. The sermon today is based on the gospel text, especially these words. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Thus far, our gospel text. Most of younger generations do not realize what true bread is. Many people do not see the need of salvation. Well, death seems so far away for them. Sure, maybe, maybe great-grandpa died when they were younger, but he was 80-something years old. Why should they worry about the death of tomorrow when there's so much to be had in the life of today? Their entire future is ahead of them. The Lord has given them to eat so much daily manna. Possibilities are endless. The future for our youngsters seems so bright and wide open. They could take so many different paths to a career Family, success. So, hey, why worry about church right now? Why worry about getting old when I've got decades ahead of me? I know that someday I might die, but I'll worry about that later. These are the grumblings against the Lord. Sadly, it is only when tragedy strikes When many realize what the older generations have already learned the problems of sin, sickness, and death, it tosses us to and fro. The paths of possibilities are guaranteed to narrow down someday. And sometimes, without warning, many of our paths end all too quickly. The future can seem dark and narrow. For those with a terminal illness, the only path left seems like a a dead end. You see, daily manna only goes so far. It is food that perishes, saith the Lord. And sadly, it's only when tragedy strikes that many realize the value of life, the value of salvation. Because this illness of sin that we suffer, it's terminal. Terminal for all of us. So we seek this salvation. Give us this bread always. Give us this bread that saves us from a promised death. A promised death that will stop us in our tracks one day. If I were to ask you, why do you seek salvation? Well, the easy answer, to go to heaven, life after death. I say to you, the better question to ask yourself is, when do you seek salvation? Is it when everything in your life seems to be going just fine? Or is it only when death is knocking at your door? It doesn't have to be heart problems, lung problems, or cancer. Your eyes start to go bad. Your knees don't hold up the way they used to. And after any sort of exercise, you're really sore for a day or two longer than you used to be. And when the music you listen to as a teenager now plays on the classic rock radio station, the signs are clear. You're getting older. Grumblings are actually increasing. Your paths are narrowing. Possibilities aren't so endless anymore. And you seek salvation from the path that has the dead end. Now, why and when we seek salvation differs for all of us. Sadly, so does who we seek salvation from. We look to doctors. We look to medical professionals. If that doesn't doesn't work, we turn to different methods of healing. We turn to self-help physical self-help, mental self-help, and spiritual self-help. We'll look to anyone who can make us feel better about our ailments. We'll do anything to stop and reverse the symptoms. But the salvation we end up looking for is temporary. We're only seeking to treat the symptoms. And that is the key. They are symptoms. Symptoms that ultimately lead to death. Death itself is the final symptom. Death caused by sin. In order for life to last forever, in order to go to heaven, in order for life after death, in order for you to be given salvation, you must be forgiven all of your sins. Then, and only then, Will you have eternal life. What is this life, anyway? You can't reach out and grab life, but you know life. Your heart beats. Your lungs breathe. Your five senses sense. Your mind thinks and reasons. And your conscience is aware of it all. Well, this is no accident. Life is God's design. Life is a gift. And we all want to live forever. So let's start at the beginning. The beginning of your life. Who gave you life? Well, many people would say, well, my parents gave me life. It's in the science. It's proof. But who gave your parents life? who gave your grandparents, your great-grandparents life, and so on. It had to start somewhere. And life is intricate. Life is intelligent. Human life is even more intricate, even more intelligent. The design of human life goes beyond comprehension. The heart beats. The lungs breathe. Human life is delicate, yet so durable. Was life caused by a big bang billions of years ago? That is not the truth. Life had to come from an authority, not a cosmic accident. Did human life develop with a Increasing intelligence all its own? Did this design of life evolve all by itself? No. There cannot be a magnificent creation without a magnificent creator. The life of mankind only came from God when he breathed with divine authority into the dust of the earth and formed man. You have not been given your life by anyone or anything else but God and your parents whom God worked through. The very spark of the exact moment of the conception of your life cannot be explained by anything other than a theory, a guess. The Bible tells us the source of your life very clearly. God has exclusivity. God has authority. God alone gave you life, and God alone can save your life. Life is the true bread. This is the true bread we should seek. The bread of life alone is your salvation. And there are many others who would love to claim this title for you. They want to be your bread of life. They want to be your daily manna. And they want to get their daily manna from you, too. They want you to be like children, as Paul says. Like children as they toss you to and fro by the waves and carry you about by every wind of doctrine by their own human cunning, by their craftiness, and by their deceitful schemes. These are the ones who try to prove your salvation to you by the way they can make you feel. You can do it, just like I did. Well, when, when self-help fails... You think you'll have time to seek Jesus later? When tragedy strikes? When you need something more than just daily manna? Hopefully then it's not too late. Many people will promise you salvation from your symptoms. But no man born of humankind can cure you for good. No one other then Jesus Christ can forgive you all of your sins. And we, as his saints, must speak of the true bread in his authority and in his love. This is why, for our salvation's sake, we turn to Holy Scripture. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, They themselves got into the boats and to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. The crowd had heard promises of salvation. The crowds were expecting a king, a king that would feed them their daily manna. But the 5,000 that recently fed on the daily bread, they were hungry again. They had witnessed a miracle, but they missed what it signified. They wanted the daily manna to give them life for the day so they could feel good. But this food, Jesus says, perishes. Instead, work for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Eternal life, my friends, is ours. All we have to do, the Bible says, is work for that food. Work for Jesus. For he has the seal of the creator's authority. Well, it begs a question from us, as the crowds begged that day. What then must we do, O Lord, to be doing the works of God? Tell us. We'll do it. Jesus answers, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. This is a game changer. It's not what you must be doing. This is the work of God. God works belief. Belief in the Son of Man. Belief in the true bread of God, Jesus Christ. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus is salvation. He says, I am the bread of life. He does not say, I represent the bread of life. He does not say, I symbolize the bread of life. And he does not say, I am a bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. Jesus not only gives you eternal salvation, Jesus is the one and only eternal salvation. The bread of life gives you himself. There is no salvation outside of Jesus Christ. No Christ would mean no forgiveness for your sins. No Christ means No death in your place. No Christ, and there is no blood. No blood on God's green earth that can replace the holy payment made for you. When Jesus Christ, our Lord, hung in agony to buy you back. To save you from sin, death, and the devil. And to give you life. So here we are, growing older, together. Now you can ever so slightly slow down the symptoms of aging toward death. But you cannot cure the culprit. Sin blocks your salvation. So hear the word of God and believe in the bread of life. Believe in the bread of life and repent for your sin. And the blockade of sin is removed from all existence. This is your forgiveness. This is your salvation. For all the times you've sought other daily manna, Jesus died and rose, so that you may be sought out by the Holy Spirit. Go to the bread of life, and you shall not hunger. Believe in Jesus Christ, and you shall never thirst. And for all the younger generations, you know, to anyone within earshot, heed my words. If you're saying to yourself, I could never believe in what I can't see for myself, look around you. Here in the sanctuary, here in Christ's church, The attributes of this congregation are described in today's Bible texts humility, gentleness, patience. We bear with one another in love, for we are eager to maintain the unity of the Holy Spirit in the bond of peace. We abide in Christ, and Christ abides in us. Come and see. Come and hear. Listen in church and hear what God gives to you. You quite literally have nothing to lose for your death on this earth is certain, is it not? And here, in the presence of the bread of life, you've got everything to gain. Amen. The peace that passes all understanding Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our bread of life and our salvation. Amen.